didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, March 4th, 2012. Well, g'day folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode... Uh, what, what episode is it, Grant? Where you were out here in an air oh, show, and I mate, can't I remember. I have no idea. I think it's 88 or 80-something. 180-something. Well, you can use it wherever you like, Max, but uh, we're here in an air show today. We're even doing this on camera just to impress everybody, so there you go. Yeah, and you've got Steve, you've got Grant, and we've got... ATC Ben as the designated mic holder. There you go. Somebody had to hold the microphone so Steve could have his uh, have his notes and I could uh, look cool standing beside you. Yeah, right. For our airplane clicks that don't know, ATC Ben, we call him ATC Ben because he's an air traffic controller here in Australia and he does an air traffic control segment uh, on our show occasionally. Although, you know, he does advise us even if he can't come on in. Yeah. We know you've been busy, mate. Very occasionally. But, uh, okay, what have we got today, Steve? Well, uh, since I'm not sitting here in my studio in front of notes, I have bought some notes. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, the first one we're going to do this week is uh, Air Australia. Now, we uh, talked a couple of weeks ago about Air Australia. Uh, no sooner did they rebrand from Strategic as Air Australia and uh, started up as a new low-cost carrier, or low-value carrier, as we've taken to call them. Then they were granted. Uh, they went bankrupt. And I'll tell you what, mate, uh, to the tune of $90 million, and yeah. it doesn't look like their creditors are going to get any of their money back. No, they only had about $400,000 in the bank when they were still trying to operate the airline. All indications are that they were trading while insolvent. That's a big no-no. They're going to be in deep trouble. Now, it's interesting here that uh, the administrators that have taken over this uh, this airline is uh, Quarter Method. Now, of course, uh, they were they made themselves famous with uh, liquidating the former ANSET airlines here in Australia. So I suppose this will be rather small potatoes for them taking it over. But uh, they're saying here that 350 employees are uh, likely to receive $5 million, but they're owed $8 million, So uh, they'll be lucky if they get any of that back. And uh, if you bought a ticket with uh, Air Australia and you paid cash for it, kiss goodbye to that money, I'd oh, say. definitely. It's all over for you, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first warnings that were coming out were when uh, Air Australia were unable to, when you were buying your tickets, you were una- unable to get the uh, the insurance against them going insolvent. That was the first warning that there was problems. They tried to ride over the top of that, but we all know where that wound up. And uh, yeah, really sad. It's always good to see a new airline come in. We really want to see somebody destabilise things, bring down prices, keep everyone honest. But unfortunately, it just didn't work for them. It looks like they put too much money into uh, parties and big splashy extravaganzas in Hawaii and not enough into running an airline. How come they never invited us to any of those parties? That's what oh, I want to know. They probably knew what we'd be asking me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, moving on here to Qantas now. Uh, we've uh, spoken a few times in the past about Qantas and their attempts to uh, have the Qantas Sail Act of 1992 changed in order to allow them to uh, restructure their company more dramatically and, in fact, um, basically offshore the entire lot, as far as I can tell. But it uh, looks like the federal government is uh, not coming to the party. No, they're not. The, uh, the whole thing with the Qantas Sale Act is that uh, you're only allowed to have 49% international ownership of any Australian airline to allow it to remain an Australian flag carrier. And uh, the way things are going for Qantas is that they're trying to find ways through Jetstar and other methods of off-selling and beating, getting around the corner of this uh, Qantas Sale Act. The government's not allowing them to make any changes and Qantas is getting all upset because Virgin has just turned around and they're going to split their company in two. You're going to have an international arm and that will have 49% international ownership and the rest Australian. That will allow it to be an international flag carrier. But the domestic can be 100% owned internationally. So that's going to allow them to bring, um, ooh, I'd say, their partners such as Etihad and Singapore in to uh, take a big uh, controlling interest in that domestic carrier pump a lot of money in and allow that domestic carrier to uh, do a really good job of flying all those international passengers that Etihad, uh, Singapore and others are going to bring in. 
Now, it's been a very tumultuous week here uh, in politics, but uh, Transport Minister Anthony Albanese uh, took time out from the political infighting this week. Quoted here as saying in The Australian, uh, over many years, Qantas has demonstrated that, that it can adapt to uh, changing global market conditions while still being governed by the Qantas Sale Act. So uh, I'd say Alan yeah. Joyce is going to have to find another way around restructuring his company. Oh, mate, it's not looking real uh, real easy for him, that's for sure. Now, you spoke about uh, Virgin Australia, and as I try not to get too twitchy about it, Grant, they've announced some price rises for the carbon tax. Oh, there we go. Now, now, Ben, you're here and we're watching Steve go bright red and not just from the sun. We can catch it on video. Here's Steve Vischer getting angry and irate. I'm going to have to hold him back soon. I'm I'm feeling very mellow today after being in the air show. But uh, yes, the carbon tax. So uh, Virgin says today that the initial surcharge uh, for flights less than 900 uh, kilometres in length uh, will be $1.50, moving on to uh, $6 per sector. And that's just uh, for starters. um, Now, that doesn't sound like much when you're talking about per sector. And don't forget that uh, this price is uh, going to increase uh, every six months until it gets up to $29 a tonne. And uh, if that hasn't destroyed our economy before then, I suppose some people will be having to play uh, a lot more to fly in aircraft. Well, that's definitely going to be the case. It's all... The whole point of this carbon tax, and it's like the uh, European uh, ETS, they're all supposed to bring in the thing that you... uh, you, It's going to make you buy the cheaper option because the cheaper option is going to be using a carbon reduction method to uh, have to pay less for their carbon tax and all this kind of junk. The reality is it's just going to put a tax on everything and we're all going to wind up paying more and we're going to be uh, a lot worse off. Interesting though, Grant, about uh, the uh, the European carbon tax. Virgin also said in a separate statement that it, uh, for any of their international flights that are heading up into that area of the world, the surcharge will be $2.80 per sector. Now, uh, the strong Australian dollar at the moment, uh, it's about a dollar eight to the US dollar, so uh, very good for travellers. Now, our airlines are crying poor, saying that this is really hurting them. And of course, they buy their fuel in US dollars, so it is hurting uh, a lot of businesses in this country and the airlines are no exception for that. But uh, what that does mean is that it makes it very affordable for Australians to travel overseas, and they've been doing that a lot. Now, the uh, probably one of the biggest travel agency outfits here in Australia is Jet Set Tours, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's been fantastic for them. They've seen a 738% rise in half-year net profit to $11 million as a result. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they'll be uh, they'll be jump, they'll be uh, too uh, unhappy at all. They're, they're really excited about the fact that the Aussie dollar is so big. So lots of Australian tourists. It is actually cheaper for us to go and take our whole family across to Fiji than it is for us to go up to a family reunion up in uh, Queensland or the northern New South Wales area. It's it's absolutely crazy. You can go further. You can have more fun. You can stay in a hotel and you can travel the world for less than it costs you to go to the outback of Australia. So uh, no wonder the uh, the tour agents are, are very happy. It means a lot of Aussies going out and uh, seeing the world. It means a lot of money coming through to them. But the uh, side effect of this, of course, is that no one's going to the Australian tourism places and foreign tourists are down because the Aussie dollar is so high, it's now costing them a lot more to go to Uluru and places like that. And tourism is down in general. Mm, there you go. Well, there's going to be a lot of changes in our economy this year. And I'm pretty sure we'll talk a lot about it but uh, not today let's not spoil a day by talking about politics and economics we've had a wonderful day here at Tyab uh, ATC Ben you've done a wonderful job with the microphone there mate uh, how did you enjoy the day here at Tyab the day here was actually really good uh, nice of you to see an actual aeroplane instead got, of looking at blitz on the screen correct yeah um, it's amazing these actually made of aluminium and uh, things like that mm. they're not just these green circles on the screen yeah. no so and they got people in them took me a while to recognize what they actually were um, no, I'm not, not really a stranger to aeroplanes at the moment. I am getting my license back. Yes, oh. tomorrow. So, so tomorrow. Well, yeah. If, if this big, if, if this big dark grey above us doesn't actually come down too low again, but I yes, should be doing my check it? my check flight tomorrow. No, oh, just VFR. VFR yeah. twin. 
that single. Oh, yeah, yeah so they go, to work up to twin. That's like, overboard. you've got to win a lottery to fly twin engine aircraft. <laughs> well, hey, don't forget he's got his Miko. He's got his multi-engine command instrument rating. Oh, he had it. A, a, a very expired multi-engine yeah, command yeah, instrument rating. Yeah, expired licenses. That's a theme around here. Yeah, uh, well, you know, one day but, I'll uh, uh, Once I've got that back, expire. I'll go flying in the single a little bit. And... Oh, fantastic. We're standing here under the wing of a uh, Gifts Aero GA8 Air Van. Our wonderful sponsors here are playing crazy down under. You know, we should take this for a flight, Ben. And if we just look over the other side of the GA8 Air Van, you've got the uh, first ever Skycatcher registered for RAOs here in Australia. So, uh, yeah, not a bad thing. We've also got a VH registered standard, uh, standard uh, GA air, aircraft registered uh, Skycatcher over there. So, all that and Warbirds, what a heck of a tarmac. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go home and uh, start peeling off this sunburn ground. I don't know about you, but uh, it's been a very exhausting day, particularly after that uh, late night we had last night drinking more than one light beer. Yeah, yeah, you had at least two or three light beers. And I tell you what, there's still one in my fridge contaminating it. So, <laughs> oh, I'm not go. sure what I'm going to do about that light beer in my fridge. You put a light beer oh, in no. my Fridge. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, we better get back to your place and rectify that, folks. Until next okay. week, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Hey, yeah. Southern Skies. Online Media.